0: Good day to you, and welcome to Fascinating. I'm your host, Rick, from Planet Vulcan. The game of golf was invented on planet Earth by a people who think that the sound that comes from a bagpipe is music. Surprisingly, given its origins, this game is one of the most remarkable recreational and educational pastimes that Earthlings have yet come up with. Ganja, also known as cannabis, is an herb that evolved on planet Earth. Ganja has many remarkable effects on humans, and humans have been using it for thousands of years for medicinal and recreational purposes and as a stimulant to thought. Continue listening to hear how these two topics are related. Senior Contributing Editor Prego Denada, who is an avid and accomplished golfer, as well as a ganja user and advocate, co wrote today's installment in collaboration with contributing editor Anna Marihu. Anna and Prego write The game of golf combines athletics and mindfulness. As golfing legend Bobby Jones put it, golf is a game that is played in a space nine inches wide, that is, the space between your ears. It has often been referred to as the thinking person's game, although in truth, Feeling has just as much to do with the game as does ratiocination. Learning to play golf is a never-ending process, and no one ever masters the game. If you open your mind to its lessons, you will gain wisdom that applies not only to the game of golf, but also to the game of life. We like to refer to it as the virtue of golfishness. For example, You learn that to achieve a goal, you focus on the process and not on the goal. If you focus on process, the goal will take care of itself. But if you focus on the goal and try to force your way to it, you are letting yourself in for frustration and disappointment. This principle certainly has wide application outside of sports. Following is a brief discussion of the processes you might wish to follow if you want to learn to play the game with enjoyment and to continue to improve indefinitely. Develop a rhythmic swing. You should think of the entire swing from backswing to follow through as a continuous movement and not just a series of discrete positions. Remind yourself that you exist within a gravitational field and let the club swing without trying to add too much power or to control the swing path in real time. If the club is not following the path you want, think not about forcing an ideal path, but about what element of your swing mechanics you can change so that the natural path will emerge. Think of a waltz tempo, with the backswing being the one count and the downswing and follow through as counts two and three. Work for PRECISION. Precision is the key to accuracy. Although we often use these terms interchangeably, you will do well to think of precision as the repeatability of the swing. The closer you get to a repeatable swing, the more accurate your shots will be. Maintain soft hands. Grip the club as lightly as you can without it slipping from your hands. If you're like most people, you will be tempted to believe that you will achieve more power with a tight grip, whereas the reverse is true. A tight grip and tight muscles in general will cause the club head to swing more slowly, and club head speed is the most important element in imparting energy to the ball. For those who are interested, and if you're not, it's okay just to remember the conclusion, the science behind the conclusion is as follows. Energy is what you want to impart to the golf ball, and you can use the equation E equals mv squared to analyze what goes into producing the energy. If you are inclined towards mathematics, you understand that this equation shows that both mass, m, and velocity, v, are directly proportional to energy output, e. That is, if you increase either variable while holding the other variable constant, you increase the energy output. For example, if you add 10% to the mass, basically the weight of the club head, while holding velocity constant, the energy output increases by the same 10%. But notice the effect of the exponent that is applied to v. If you add 10% to the velocity of the club head while holding mass constant, You add 21% to the energy imparted to the ball. Develop timing. To achieve a repeatable swing, you must coordinate the lower body and upper body rotations. If the upper body rotation gets ahead of the lower body rotation, the ball will head left to the target line and probably hook. If the upper body rotation lags behind the lower body rotation, The ball will head right of the target line and probably slice rhythm and timing go hand in hand think of it as a graceful dance and if dance is not part of your cultural heritage just pretend no one is watching you adopt the proper attitudes while learning and while playing respectively proper learning attitude while you are practicing, there is no such thing as a bad shot. There is only cause and effects. It does not help you to berate yourself if the shot you just made is not what you intended. Just notice what you did, and notice what the ball did in response. Noticing is very powerful. As Yogi Berra has been quoted, it's amazing how much you can observe by watching. Your body will learn automatically from what you notice. This does not mean that the controlling, decision-making brain has no role in the learning process. It just means that it has less of a role than you might have suspected. Between practice sessions and even during practice sessions, you may reflect on what you are noticing with the goal of renewing your acquaintance with old things and figuring out new things to try with your swing. Proper playing attitude. Do not allow the controlling, decision-making part of your brain to intervene in your swing. The swing happens too quickly for this brain to be of any use in real time. If you practice properly, you will have a grooved swing, which is another way of saying you will have made it more precise. While playing, focus your attention entirely on the shot you are making. Try to banish all thoughts of anything but the flight of the ball towards your target and let your grooved swing happen. Intelligent Risk Learn to distinguish between intelligent risk and dumb risk. Risk in a golf context refers to the variability of the outcome score-wise. For example, you could play it safe on a particular shot to ensure that you will make a par, Or you could take a chance and go for a birdie, but that would mean bringing bogey or worse into play. Managing risk means learning to balance the relative likelihoods of good and bad outcomes when making a shot choice. If your temperament leads you towards taking chances, the game will teach you when to rein in that impulse. If your temperament leads you to leads you towards playing it safe, the game will teach you that playing too safe is the biggest risk of all. If for you the score is not the most important measure of satisfaction, then please feel free to act according to your temperament. There are more more ways than one to enjoy the game. Etiquette. There is a component of etiquette in the game of golf that is quite different from many other sports. In golf, you do not try to hinder your opponent. You only try to play your best. This is not to say that you cannot engage in good-natured repartee and insults. That's one of the things that makes the game fun. Hindering or sabotaging your opponent, however, is considered un like conduct. If you want more information on the finer points of golf mechanics, no one has ever improved upon golfing legend Ben Hogan's Five Lessons, first published in 1957. Or sign up for Lessons with a Pro. Now about the Ganja. In this day and age, most of you students have either used Ganja or you have observed your friends and acquaintances doing so. From your personal experience, you have discovered that most of the things you have heard from your elders and from people in positions of authority about this herb or intentional lies, or at least uninformed beliefs, that is, eknarangi. We would like to offer some thoughts on the usefulness of ganja, particularly as it applies to golfishness. Among ganja's many desirable and life-enhancing effects, one effect that will benefit your golf game is enhanced proprioception. If you are not familiar with that term, it means the body's internal sense of itself and its position and movement within the gravitational field. More on this in a few minutes. Another useful effect of ganja is that it stimulates the ramification, that is, the branching of your thoughts. If you are in an enhanced state, one thought will suggest more thoughts, which in turn will suggest further thoughts, and so on. This process will lead you to thoughts that might not otherwise ever occur to you which can be very beneficial if you apply it to stretching, strength-building, and swing development. The ramifying effect cuts both ways, of course. The sheer number of thoughts occurring to you in a botanically enhanced, that is, BE state, can easily overtax your ability to manage them, and some of them might fall by the wayside. We do not recommend playing a serious round of golf in a BE state. There is nothing wrong, of course, with playing in a BE state. It can be a lot of fun, and you will probably make some really great shots. But you will probably also make some really terrible shots that can lead to a frustrating experience overall. In short, ganja is not a performance enhancer. You will card your best scores without it. Ganja can be, however, a practice enhancer. Lighting up the ganja will light up the proprioceptors in your muscles and joints and you will have the ability to focus your attention on them. You can use your enhanced proprioception to attain awareness of your swing in a way that is pretty much impossible outside of the BE state. Try it and you will see what we mean. This applies to putting practice. Putting is ideally also a swinging stroke, as much as it applies to other types of strokes. You can also use enhanced proprioception for more aware, and thus more effective, stretching and strength building. It works best if you close your eyes while you focus on the internal sensations, because the visual information from open eyes will tend to distract you from the information provided by your other sensations. I invite you to take a look at the work of Dee Dussault, a Canadian yoga instructor who has written a book titled Ganja Yoga, and who has posted many YouTube videos on the value of ganja. Other books include High Yoga by Darren Zier, Lotus and the Bud by Christopher Killam and Robin Griggs. A caveat. If you use, or if you are contemplating using ganja, I suggest you remind yourself that even a fairly innocuous herb like ganja should be treated with respect. If you are very young, that is, still in your teens, treating ganja with respect means realizing that the herb's effect on your still-developing brain could be problematic. You might want to postpone your introduction for a few years. Even if you're not very young, it might not be for you. Look before you leap. Thanks to Prey and Anna for this essay. I might take up the fascinating game of golf. I wish we had an herb similar to ganja on planet Vulcan. Although uh, we Vulcans appear to have evolved some receptors that respond to the extract of a bean called cacao, which is grown on planet Earth in a very pleasant way. Perhaps the effect is similar to the one earthlings feel with ganja. It has come to my attention that in some circles on your planet it has become fashionable to denigrate and ridicule the game of golf and those who play it. Fascinating. The reasons behind this attitude clearly have nothing to do with the game of golf per se. I hope you do not let such an attitude, fashionable though it might be, keep you from this marvelous game. Be sure to have a listen to the next installment. Please provide feedback to these podcasts if you are so inclined. You may contact me by sending an email to contributing editor Prego Denada, pregodenada at gmail.com. Live long and prosper.